This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response, The Rob Carson Show. Hey kids, it's November the 1st, yay! Doesn't it seem like the last two years have taken forever to get to November the 8th, 2022, and it's finally within our grasp, and it's finally uh, right there, and it's kind of interesting because we're hearing all these, uh, uh, you know, uh, Democrats, pardon me, I've got uh, allergies today, I don't know what the deal is, uh, I'm told it's ragweed, I've never had allergies like this before, I'm sure it's climate change caused by fossil fuels, and, uh, and uh, you know, I, and I need to become uh, the opposite gender, something's got to happen, <clears throat> but anyway... So I got some allergies here, but uh, it is November the first. We have waited and we have waited and we have waited until November the eighth. And fortunately, things are trending in our direction. Do you know why? Because people are sick and tired of the BS, the nonsense, the uh, the last two years of insanity. Uh, everything, uh, every one of our beliefs has been thrown into uh, into doubt. Every uh, every aspect of uh, citizenry in this country has been thrown into the shredder. Uh, every everything that you held dear in your life, whether it be faith or family or country, has been uh, uh, under fire by the left in this country, and they've really done it. <clears throat> they've really done it this time. I mean, they've really, uh, for lack of a better, this is a, a Civil War term, shot their wad, by the way. It's a, it's a muzzle-loading uh, reference, so get your mind out of the gutter. Uh, but anyway, they've really shot their wad. The class of 1968, the two, the last two years has done everything they can in their power, including uh, engaging big social media companies to parrot government policies and shut down dissent. That's how bad things have gotten in this country. And to me, <clears throat> that is unforgivable. And I've got some audio later in the show. Uh, there's some stories. There are people that are writing columns for the Atlantic, and they're saying, hey, 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 you know, uh, I know that uh, things were kind of crazy the last couple of years, and I, and I know that we kind of overreacted on the COVID thing, but, you know, it was out of ignorance. I mean, we really, we cared very much, and we were doing this for the better. And it's kind of like that movie villain thing, when, when finally the movie villain is trapped, and the good guy has the drop on him, like, uh, you know, Bruce Willis in Die Hard, he's got the uh, gun taped behind his back with the, uh, <clears throat> the wrapping tape and all that. <clears throat> 
although uh, he's not the villain who's begging like uh, so many others. But they'll they'll say, hey, I, I know we had a very forgiven, and I know we got this is going to be all water under the bridge. And then the uh, good guy goes, no, nah, I don't think so. Bang. You know, figuratively, I'm talking figuratively, by the way. Uh, don't misconstrue it. But um, if you are attempting to, as a person who has been completely down with all of the nonsense of the last two years and actually the last six years with attacks on Donald Trump, his supporters, and the country in general, if you extend an olive branch to me to uh, change directions and restart over again, I'm going to either smack that olive branch right out of your hands or I'm going to light it on fire. That's what I'm going to do because I'm done. I think you're done too. For the last five, six years, we've endured these indignities. We had people burn down the country all summer in 2020. No Democrats said anything about it. People were injured. People were hurt. Millions, billions of dollars worth of damage in America's cities. Uh, We had when Donald Trump was inaugurated that day, they tried to set Washington, D.C. on fire. And for four years, they parroted nonsense about Russia collusion, etc. All proven wrong. So if you attempt to uh, uh, to hand that olive branch out to me, I'm going to say, I'll see you in court. I will see you, you in the unemployment line as I drive by in my new car that I get today. Thank you very much. It only took a year to get here. Yeah, I'm getting the, uh, finally getting the Ford Bronco. It's not white either. I'm not going to be running, uh, you know, on a high, a low speed chase from the authorities. But I do finally get the car today. One year later. I never had to wait for a car in my life. First new car in 20 years, by the way. I saw this uh, funny tweet today from Nicole Safir. She is a, uh, an MD that I follow on Twitter. She said, my kid's school sent a note saying they can wear Halloween costumes to uh, school yesterday, Halloween, as long as they don't cover the face because it will hinder the learning environment. She said, I was waiting for a punchline at the end, but apparently they didn't see the irony of their message. And those are the kind of people I'm talking about who need to be punished. People like uh, the uh, American Federation of Teachers uh, President Randy Weingarten, who, by the way, we're going we're gonna to share very shortly on the show, is more corrupt than you could possibly ever imagine. If you are a member of the American Federation Teachers, that's what it is. If you're a member of that organization, realize that almost every dime of your dues is going to prop up Democrats and Democrat policies. Nothing else. Not you. <clears throat> almost exclusively Democrats, Democrat policies that supported school shutdowns, lockdowns, and children now two years behind with regard to their education across the country. So again, you extend that olive branch, I knock it out of your hand, or I set the sucker on fire, because I'm done. I think the American people are done with those who toppled statues. I think the American people are done with those who said, hey, we need an open border and allowed fentanyl to cross to the tune of 70% of 107,000 overdoses last year from fentanyl, which is murder, by the way, because they never say, hey, it's fentanyl. They label it as something else. They make it look like an ADHD med, and there's fentanyl in it. So it's murder, and it's murder coming from China. For those who said, oh, you know, we, we, we say that China didn't have anything to do with uh, creating the virus in the lab. I say, uh, again, to your uh, olive branch, uh, suck it. We're going to get to the bottom of all of this nonsense. All of this falderall. Oh, and here, on top of everything else, this is, uh, this is 2022. 
after Democrats sat silent as uh, spoiled candy aisle kids destroyed the country the summer of 2020, even chased Donald Trump and his family into the bunker at the White House for the first time in history while trying to set fire to St. John's historic church there. While they defunded police and while crime went through the ceiling everywhere in Halloween, Halloween in Chicago, how do you suppose was it? Imagine this. Kids 3, 11, and 13 among the 14 shot and injured in a bloody drive-by shooting during a balloon release at a vigil in Chicago. This on the heels of a funeral earlier this week where gunshots erupted outside. People were shot. Yeah, this is, uh, this is uh, 2020 in America. And America's first black president, and by the way, this is almost exclusively black-on-black violence in major metropolitan cities. We know it. I've been talking about it for 30 years. I've been looking for a solution for 30 years. I've been looking for another generation to finally turn things around, but it hasn't happened. And the Democrats have only put the pedal down on it. <clears throat> Barack Obama, the first black president in America, could have made a difference. Maybe could have turned this whole thing around. Maybe could have righted this ship. Think about it. Could have righted this ship, but he didn't do anything. All he cared about was his Marxist vision of America. And he didn't care about whose bodies he would have to step over to get there. That's why he has said nothing. <clears throat> That's why he has said nothing while publishing books. That's why, why he has said nothing during uh, uh, Netflix uh, giant paychecks. That's why he said nothing while he did a lousy podcast that nobody listened to. That's why he'd said nothing while he built two $15 million homes on seaside property in, in Hawaii and one of the whitest places in the world, Martha's Vineyard. Meanwhile, while the dear leader finally comes out, and campaigns for Democrats who are uh, most probably doomed this election cycle. In Chicago, kids on Halloween, there to release balloons for a vigil, presumably for a friend or neighbor who was murdered, all shot, rushed to the hospital. Eleven others aged in their 30s through their 50s, also struck by bullets. The victim's conditions range from critical to non-life-threatening. <laughs> this is it. One person was shot in a party in Kansas City. I live in Kansas City, center of the United States, which is now fastest-growing murder rate in the country. Oh, there you go. Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown said there may have also been others gathered for various reasons. It's a very, you know, common corner where people congregate and have different meetings and gatherings. But now, of course, you go there and you can get shot. Wow. Chicago recorded another bloody weekend. Nearly three dozen shooting victims, including a teen, found shot in the head inside a car. Two women struck while standing inside a kitchen, and a man shot through the eye. In total, there were 32 reported shooting incidents, 35 shooting victims, including four juveniles in Chicago. And Barack Obama never did anything. Never said anything, never did anything, never went to a neighborhood, never stood his hand up, held his hand up and said, we've got to stop this. Fathers, stay with your kids. Mothers, raise your kids, keep them in school. People, stay in school. Change this trajectory. Never said a thing. All he did was sell books, get downloads, get views, build two properties, enrich himself. <laughs> He's just amazing. It's just amazing.
New poll, two-thirds of Americans say Democrats have not made a case to earn their votes in the midterms. Well, no kidding. 80% of voters say Republicans will will control uh, one or both chambers of Congress. 66% of American voters believe that President Biden and the Democrats have not made their case to the to uh, support Democrat candidates in the midterm. 65% believe that Biden and Democrats have not made a case. 34% of voters believe that Biden and Democrats have not made a strong enough case as to why Democrat candidates should earn voters' support in 2022 elections. And Joe Rogan. Say what you about about Joe Rogan. Well, the one thing he does very well is he uh, he has his hand on the pulse of a lot of things. He's not right about everything. Don't get me wrong. But uh, here's what he has to say about the coming tide on November the eighth. There's a lot of people that are afraid of the reprisal. They're afraid of getting attacked, and they'll s- silently, when they're amongst friends, going, "What the." F- is going on like what is going on yeah and those people that's going to be responsible for the red wave i think the red wave that's coming is going to be like the elevator doors opening up in the shining <laughs> oh i agree i think that, that is like that is a perfect analogy because it will be uh unrelenting and it will be unstoppable and it's all because people are going, what the hell has happened to our country? Let's hear this again. There's a lot of people that are afraid of the reprisal. They're afraid of getting attacked. And they'll s- silently, when they're amongst friends, going, what the f*** is going on? And they'll vote Republican or they will not vote at all. Like, what is going on? Yeah. And those people, that's going to be responsible for the red wave. I think the red wave that's coming is going to be like the elevator doors opening up in The Shining. <laughs> I agree. Abuses and usurpations, guys. Now, coming up, a new survey of people of color. Uh, They are significantly more concerned about violent crime than any other racial and ethnic group, yet liberal Karens are willing to step forward and say, that's okay, we want to defund the police. We've got that. More on the Paul Pelosi attack. More questions remaining than answered. Uh, Brazilian President uh, Bolsonaro not leaving office quietly, not going quietly into the night. And I support that 100%, by the way, and I'll explain why. Uh, maybe because it looks a whole lot like 2020 in America. Uh, the number here is 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. cities they told us to hate america is founded well we're not only saying no we're saying hell no it's the rob carson show so we've been talking about defunding the police uh, there's some issues that we ask police to do like mental health issues or policing in schools and all the rest that perhaps we can uh, shuffle some of that money around suck it up defunding the police has to happen we need to defund the police. Mayor Eric Garcetti saying, take some of the money from policing, about $150 million. I applaud Eric Garcetti for doing what he's done. Funding isn't necessarily as aggressive as, as a lot of folks paint it, paint it. You know, school budgets get cut almost every year. 
People have to pay for this. <clears throat> People have to pay for the nonsense, the stupidity, the arrogance, the uh, hubris that has uh, taken place the last couple of years with Democrats defunding the police. No uh, society that is, is sane defunds its police unless it's maybe the secret police. Then I could see that running them out of town. Our DOJ, in other words. <laughs> there are so many fronts that the left decided to throw everything at the wall and see if any would stick, and all of us have suffered because of it. Whether that be the thousands and thousands of businesses that were driven out of business, the thousands of millions of children who've had their their educations ruined, particularly kids of color. And yeah, it really impacted kids of color in communities like Baltimore. But, you know, uh, union members and union leadership with, uh, with the teachers' unions, they got an extended sick day, baby. Woo! All benefits and all salary and everything. Didn't even have to work. And then there's this. Black voters uh, more significantly uh, impacted or concerned about violent crime than any other racial and ethnic group, according to a Pew Research poll released just over a week before the midterms. Pew Research found that 61% of American voters believe violent crime is very important when deciding who to vote for in next week's midterm elections. What do you suppose the number one issue is? The economy, not being able to afford groceries or heating your home. Pew found 81% of black voters believe violent crime is a very important issue when considering who to vote for, compared to 65% for Hispanic voters and only 56% of white Democrat Karens. Actually, 56% of white voters. But white liberal Karens were willing to step up and say that when they saw George Floyd... The killing of George Floyd, Minneapolis, that, by gosh, we need to defund all the police in the entire country. And we need to get rid of Mrs. Butterworth and Uncle Ben. And the Dixie Chips have to, Chicks have to change their names. And we've got to tear down all the statues of uh, Thomas Jefferson and Christopher Columbus. Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. 82% of black Democrats think crime is very important to their vote next week while only 33% of white Democrat voters feel the same way. That 33%, those are the Karens that I've been talking about for a very long time. They are white, liberal, cul-de-sac-dwelling women, particularly, but men are involved here, and they're always willing to step in to the uh, the poor and the uh, you know the the, those who they consider to be underprivileged, despite how condescending that may be. uh, They are willing to step in and do an "I've got this" moment. Oh, don't worry, you little people of color. I've got this. We'll defund the police because a police officer was responsible for the death of George Floyd. So let me step in here and shoo these police out of here. Uh, isn't thing, aren't things better now without the police? No, not really. Getting murdered all over the place. Three kids in, uh, in Chicago at, a, uh, at a, a balloon release, a little uh, vigil in Chicago on Halloween. Killed or shot at least. Three, four, 11, and 13. Thank God there were no police there. It would have been a lot worse. <laughs> wow, wow, wow.
And here's old Joy Reid. Joy Reid is a rabid racist with a very little watch show on MSNBC. Probably won't have her job much longer. Uh, anyway, here she is talking about all the conspiracy theories because uh, she does not believe that Republicans are going to sweep uh, awful Democrats out of office. Here in the United States, we're a little over a week away from our own midterm elections. And if you believe the recent headlines, you would think that MAGA fascism is ascendant. Yeah, MAGA fascism, by the way, is, uh, uh, is sealing the border, strong defense, getting CRT and stopping sexualization of our kids in school, opening businesses, lowering taxes. That's all MAGA fascism. And if that's the case, I am so down with it. If you get past those headlines and dig a little deeper, yeah. you uncover an insidious and seemingly intentional campaign by Republican-backed polling firms to flood the zone and tip the balance of polling averages in favor of their candidates. No, they're always in favor of Democrats. Everybody knows this. Knock off the nonsense. To create a narrative that Republicans are surging and that a red wave is imminent and inevitable. Oh, uh, I think it's maybe not inevitable, but it's imminent. Our friend and Democratic pollster Simon Rosenberg. Old Simon Rosenberg. has been sounding the alarm for weeks about this wave of polling, noting that if the roughly 40 of the roughly 40 polls taken in key battleground yes. states, yes. more than half, half, Yes. Are from Republican firms or groups. Yeah, and uh, all the other ones before that were from Democrat uh, groups. Over the weekend. And it just kind of sucks to be you, doesn't it? When polling before an election actually shows the Republicans are out in front, because it never happens that way. Because polling in this country is always meant to do one thing before elections. Tip the scales towards Democrats. Now, they tried this crap with, uh, with President Bolsonaro in Brazil. And Bolsonaro is not leaving office. And things are going to get big and ugly. And as far as I'm concerned, I support that man in his quest. Because the left got stomped down ticket. And the only person to lose was the head of the conservative movement, Bolsonaro. I cry BS 2020 all over again. This is The Rob Carson Show. Bulldoze the swamp, pave it over, and start again. It's the Rob Carson Show. I think the red wave that's coming is going to be like the elevator doors opening up in The Shining. <laughs> I hope so, and uh, you know what payback is, so that's kind of what I would like to see happen. Obviously, with uh, November the 8th of this year, after all of the abuses and uh, usurpations that we have had to go through, after we've had to see everything that is sacred to us, uh, destroyed by the Democrat Party, uh, everything that we have considered sacred, from raising our children to uh, our southern border, to the Constitution, to our history, the whole deal, all of it in this, uh, this violent Marxist dream of the class of 1968, we need to make it go up in flames, and then we need to not forget. We can't just be happy with a victory. We can't just be happy, God willing, to own both houses of Congress. We have to turn this around. We have to kill it, kill it, kill it. Oh, that's so violent. No, I'm talking about the movement. You know, kind of like uh, everybody's been saying about uh, the mega, mega Trump movement. It needs to be killed. Well, it's not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. We're still mad about 2020 because we know what the Democrat Party got away with. And we know that everything that the Democrat Party has called misinformation or disinformation has actually been true. And there's much more to come.
There is much, much, much more to come. Here is uh, NBC talking about, uh, well, uh, not good news for Joy Reid and those who think that the polls are lying. The issues they consider the most important, very important, and you see the economy tops at abortion, second crime, gun policy, immigration. Then you ask folks who say these are the most important issues to them how they intend to vote. And I think this is interesting, too, because look at this. On all but one of these topics, Republicans have an advantage. And on three of them, the economy, crime, immigration, Republicans have massive advantages over Democrats. So when you look at this issue set, you look at how these voters are breaking along these issues. Yeah, it looks like uh, people are kind of done with that. And, and people get it as well. And here's what other peop- the people are also going to want. Uh, they're going to want some payback. They're going to want to know. They want to have answers for why Hunter Biden's laptop was not investigated, why it was covered up before the election of 2020. Why was Mark Zuckerberg able to put a half a billion dollars of his own money into uh, Zucker boxes and Zucker bucks that went almost exclusively to Democrat candidates in, uh, in Democrat counties around the country? They're going to want to know why the voting was stopped on election night in 2020 and restarted the next morning in the five battleground states with uh, with ballots being brought out from under uh, tables and fed through the hoppers several times and people dropping off ballots the next morning and thousands and thousands and thousands of sworn affidavits from people saying, yeah, we saw, we saw a fraud, 2,000 mules. That was just a sample of the mules that, that they used the same GPS data that the FBI has used to go after January 6th protesters. Dinesh D'Souza did that and found that there were Democrat operatives going to Democrat headquarters, picking up ballots, going to ballot boxes, dropping off multiple ballots then discarding the blue rubber gloves to keep the fingerprints off the ballots in front of cameras that were set up nearby. There's going to have to be payback for all of this. Here is Jim Jordan talking about what's going to happen starting November the 9th. Yeah, by far the most important is the Justice Department that's now political. You cannot have a political Justice Department and also have a free society, a free country. So that is the most important thing. And we're going we're gonna to dig into this. Martha, we have had, and I've said this many times, we've had now over 14 FBI agents come to us uh, asking for whistleblower status, talking about how political that place is. That has to change because if, if you have a political justice department, if you don't have equal treatment under the law, every single liberty we enjoy as Americans is in jeopardy. You think about the five fundamental rights we have under the First Amendment, your right to practice your faith, your right to assemble, right to petition, freedom of the press, freedom of speech. They're all in jeopardy. If the Justice Department... And they were all whizzed on by COVID dictators and the federal government in the last two years. It doesn't treat people equally under the law. And right now that is not happening as evidenced by the fact 14 FBI agents have come to us seeking yeah. a whistleblower status and talking about how political things are there. Yeah, it has to be. There has to be payback. There has to be payback. Let's go to Andy in Westminster, Maryland. Hello, Andy, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Your thoughts, please. Hi, Rob. How you doing? Glorious. What's up? Um, just a couple of things. Uh, number one, I have no confidence in the Republican Party to stop voter fraud. I don't see them really doing much. I see some being done in Pennsylvania, but, but it isn't a lot. I also don't have much confidence in the Republican Party that if they should win to do much to straighten it out. They have a history of just... When they win, they just sit back on the laurels and do nothing. Well, Andy, Andy, what's your solution then? Go ahead. Give us your solution since you seem to have an answer. Uh, 
Please, I want I, an answer. I, because I, it's easy to say, I don't trust the Republican Party. I don't they're not going to do anything. Why the hell? Andy, I mean, honestly, you're standing on a, a, a cliff ideologically, and you're not offering an answer. I'm not meaning to come down on you. But answer, tell me what we can do if voting Republicans isn't going to do anything. Oh, I would definitely vote Republican. No doubt about that. I'm not saying I won't vote Republican. I'm oh, just saying I have no why? Republican Party to do what, what needs to be done. Do you have you have confidence in anybody in the Republican Party? Very little. Um, oh, I, I, I don't. Few, I don't. The problem is not, there's too many rhinos. I, I understand. I understand where you're coming from. I'm not meaning to come down on you, because, I, listen, I've got my own doubts about election integrity and nonsense that's going on around the country. The same sort of crap is still going on. And chances yeah. are that same sort of uh, modus operandi helped to uh, throw the election of, uh, of the leftist in Brazil uh, over Bolsonaro, because uh, basically down ticket, everything below him was all conservative. So do I doubt that? Yeah. Do I, do I have confidence that the Republicans who are voting into office are going to change things? I think so. I think this incoming freshman class can make a big difference. And I think that things are uh, different this year than in many years past because the American people are motivated and pissed off. 80% of the American people across the board, 80% say the country is going in the wrong direction, which says to me that 80% of the American people say the people in charge right now are causing the country to go in the wrong direction. So all I can say, Andy, is I understand your skepticism, but you have to be a fighter, and you have to call your representative when the new Congress takes over, and you need to be involved. Go ahead, buddy. Oh, I'm involved. I'm involved. Okay. I'm just saying that I, I, I listen to you, and I hear exactly what you're saying about, you know, how, how the, what happened with January, with the uh, other election where President Trump lost, and I just think they have things fixed already because they don't seem too nervous about things. And, well, uh, <clears throat> I would say that they do feel quite nervous, to be quite honest. That's why they're pulling all this stuff out of their hats. That's why they're trying all this, going after Donald Trump, Mar-a-Lago raid. That's why now this Paul Pelosi, this freak show uh, that got into his house, is suddenly, uh, you know, MAGA Republicans' fault. They're trying everything. They're throwing everything at the fan, Andy. And it, to me, it says that uh, they are panicked. And I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Before the last election, there were plenty of there were plenty of telltale signs that showed no lack of panic or concern about Donald Trump or about Joe Biden being elected. There was no panic. Everybody, even though there's no way he got 81 million votes, even though he didn't do any appearances, even though nothing about his campaign or his promises appealed at all to the, the people of the United States, he was elected with 81 million uh, votes, and the Democrats were not concerned whatsoever about that candidate. This time I think they are, and this time I know they should be. Well, I hope you're right. That's all, all right, I brother. Say. I hope you're all right. right. All right. Have you Thank voted? You. Have you voted yet? You're going to wait to election day. What are you going to do? I'm going to. I just don't trust them. Like I said, I'm think. Yep. I'm afraid that if I put my vote in now, they'll find some way of deleting it or getting rid yep. of it. So I'm going to go in on election day and vote. One hundred percent, my friend. I'm absolutely with you. Thanks for the phone call. I do appreciate it. Hey, let's talk about Paul Pelosi, shall we? This is. If he had a hammer, Jim Gossett. Where's the footage from the evening? It's not coming out. Where's the footage from the break-in? They're not going to release it. Committed by this man. Why was he wearing undies? Could there have been a third man? Not sure. Why did Paul call him a friend if he didn't? I don't know. No, no, this man.
Paul got arrested. Yeah. They say someone was with him. Well, yeah, that's what they said. Could this be the same guy I'm not sure. who lives in a van? The timing is suspicious. Right before the midterms. It always is. The official story no one's buying all over this land. And I still don't, actually. When an attack happens to someone on our side, you never hear a damn thing all over this land. No FBI agents. The assault on Lee Zeldin. The Rubio door knocker. What's that? Or what about? crazy next door neighbor who almost killed Rand. So you guys would eat illegal alien live in a van down by the river in front of uh, his girlfriend's house. He had three children with him. He was a pedophile. He uh, had all sorts of left-wing bumper stickers, including Black Lives Matter and whatnot, in, uh, in Berkeley, California, and we're supposed to expect he's a Trump supporter. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. But that's what they're trying to do. I mean, that's how desperate they are. That's how stupid they think you are. So DePap is 42. He told San Francisco police he broke into Pelosi's mansion through a glass door using a hammer he brought with him. Now, uh, I don't know why there weren't any motion sensors out and uh, lights, you know. Hell, we've got a garage door light in front of our house that if somebody walks in front of the house, even like a rabbit, uh, the light comes on immediately, and then our ring doorbell camera shows everything that's going on up there. But Paul Pelosi, uh, the uh, uh, wife (laughs) of uh, Nancy Pelosi, the third most uh, powerful person in the country at their multi-million dollar mansion uh, apparently didn't have uh, that sort of preventative measures. You can just walk right up to it like they did to the Capitol with uh, Antifa protesters on January the 6th and just tap out the window with a little rock hammer. Just go right in there. So this is according to the, uh, the report. You know what? You know, who knows what the hell to believe, right? Uh, he went upstairs to find Paul Pelosi in his bedroom asleep and demanded he wake up, saying he had come for his wife, who was in Washington, D.C. DePap stated he wanted to tie Pelosi up so DePape could go to sleep as he was tired from having to carry a backpack to the Pelosi residence. He's nuts. He uh, took out twist ties from his pocket so that he could restrain Pelosi. Pelosi uh, moved toward another part of the house, but DePap stopped him, and together they went back into the bedroom. The two men uh, conversed, and Pelosi went to the bathroom where he uh, was able to secretly call the police because, you know, normally with an alarm system, the police already get uh, called. You know, did, do you have one of those? When, when my house got broken into when I lived in Maryland, the police were already there when I got back. So there's that. Uh, yeah, so anyway, the uh, two men that uh, conversed, Pelosi went to the bathroom, and then at that point, DePape realized what was happening in his interview with the police. He said he felt like Pelosi's actions compelled him to respond. In another head-scratching twitch, the, twitch, the, uh, twist, the alleged attacker told police more than once he did not leave the Pelosi, uh, did not leave after Pelosi's 911 call because, quote, much like the American founding fathers with the British, he was fighting against tyranny without the option to surrender. Sure. Okay, sure. DePap and Pelosi had gone uh, downstairs by the time police arrived, knocked on the door, which the 82-year-old rushed to grab. Pelosi grabbed onto DePap's hammer, which was in DePap's hand at this point. 
Uh, DePap uh, said he didn't plan to surrender, and uh, they'd have to go through Pelosi, and that's when uh, uh, he hit Pelosi. And I hope that uh, he gets well. By the way, there's no, there is no uh, instance in any way, shape, or form where a physical act uh, with regard to something like this is acceptable, and the guy should go to jail the rest of his damn life. But anyway, the uh, the police say that uh, Pelosi and DePap were holding, both holding the hammer with one hand, and DePap had his other hand uh, holding on to Pelosi's forearm uh, when they greeted the police officers. This is the uh, Brooke Jenkins, the uh, DA uh, of San Francisco, talking about the suspect and what's going to be happening. As for next steps, the defendant is expected to be arraigned tomorrow afternoon. My office will be filing a motion to detain him without bail. And that is based on what is obvious and severe public safety risks that the defendant poses to San Francisco as well as the outer community. At this point, uh, Mr. DePap realized that if he were in New York and would have just merely pushed Mr. Pelosi into the path of an oncoming train, he would be out without bail. So, uh, lesson learned. More details on this. Homer, you hold on. You'll be next. This is The Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show, November the uh, 1st already. Thank you. Please, November the uh, 8th, get here. Uh, and get here fast and be vigilant. And uh, remember, remember that if you are determined, you can't be deterred. Deterred. Uh, <laughs> um, for instance, I, my, my friend uh, Barbara in Baltimore, who's a marvelous, marvelous person, very politically active, and uh, she, she sent me pictures, you know, all these Democrat signs, campaign signs outside of uh, polling places, and I never get too bent out of shape by those, or, or for that matter, uh, neighborhood signs like Democrats are. Democrats in places like uh, in Arizona, they've been going after Kerry Lake signs and destroying them left and right, and then they place uh, <clears throat> Katie Hobbs signs down there, and, and and there have been reports that they put uh, these little uh, uh, blades for your carbon knife in the uh, sign on either side. So if you try to remove the sign, even though it's not supposed to be there, maybe some Democrat will come by and put a Katie Hobbs sign in your lawn and you go out to remove it, you get cut. That, that's, that actually is a real story. I had it on the show. And, uh, and that's the kind of nonsense we're dealing with. That's the kind of uh, BS that we're dealing with. But it's coming, thank goodness. And then in the middle of it, I guess, I don't know if there's supposed to be an October surprise. I don't know what the hell's going on, but uh, David Dupop is in custody. He apparently broke into uh, one of the most secure places in, the, uh, in uh, San Francisco, which would be Nancy Pelosi's house. It's kind of strange that uh, Nancy Pelosi has uh, presided over the security of at least two buildings. And both of them, uh, people were able to get in pretty quickly, actually, pretty quickly. And uh, no videotape and no alarms. Talking about the U.S. Capitol and her home. Kind of weird how that happens. No list, no videotape available of any of the uh, 16,000 hours of video in the United States Capitol and uh, no home security video. And the police have already said in San Francisco there will be no, uh, no uh, body cams, no body cam footage whatsoever. But other than that, you shouldn't even question it at all because clearly it was a Trump supporter. <laughs> Here's our dear leader saying it was. And uh, you've seen the news. He was attacked in their home. And uh, when I spoke to the speaker, she said that uh, he's doing okay. He went to the hospital, was operated on, and uh, he seems to be coming along well. Uh, he's in good spirits. The whole family's there. Let's close all the fees up front. 
The, uh, the news reports indicate it was intended to be an attack on, Na on the House Nancy Pelosi lives in, the third-ranking person in the United States in line to be president. Here we go. You know, uh, it's reports that the same chant was used by this guy they have in custody that was used on January 6th in the attacks on the U.S. Capitol. I'm not making this up. This is reported. I yeah, it never happened. There's no uh, evidence. It's certainly no camera, on-camera evidence of it happening. I can't guarantee it. I can tell you what's being reported. The chant was, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Now, yesterday, a CBS anchor literally went after Representative Tom Emmer and said that because so many campaign ads by Republicans have mentioned Nancy Pelosi, who, by the way, is the head of the Democrat or the Democrat Party in the House, uh, and there's a reason for it because she has ushered in all this crap and signed off it. But this uh, CBS anchor is saying that Republicans should remove all campaign ads because of it. So if, if there's not an or a naked example of electioneering or attempting to silence speech by blaming uh, the, Democrat, or the Republican Party for a random attack by a psycho leftist on the Pelosi's in San Francisco, then uh, there can't be a better example. I've got more on this. Your phone calls as well. Uh, let's grab Homer real quick. Homer in Rising Sun, Maryland. We don't have any time. I'm told by my producer we don't have any time. Homer, you got a whole lot. It's the Rob Carson Show. If you've ever wanted to generate your own supply of free electricity, this will be the most important message you will ever hear. Here's why. With new grid vulnerabilities, with electrical rates rising faster than any time in American history, there's never been a better time to protect your family with a plug-and-play solar generator. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving electrical power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, a solar generator runs quietly, emits no fumes, produces an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. It's like having an electric power plant running secretly in your own home. Runs sump pumps, shortwave radios, computers, even keeps food from spoiling. Whether it's dangerous storms, brownouts, or blackouts, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Go to RobOffGrid.com. RobOffGrid.com to learn more. Use coupon code ROB and get over $1,500 in free off-grid bonuses. Available now at RobOffGrid.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hey, it's already November. Yay! What a uh, what an October it has been. And uh, we got another week. Got another week. Things are, uh, you know, bananas in the country. Have been for a while. My allergies are bananas. I don't know what the deal is. I'm not sure what it is. I apologize for the sniffling. It's uh, quite severe this morning. There is no amount of uh, Claritin or nasal spray that is willing is able to knock this down. I don't know what it is. Is it ragweed? I have no freaking clue. I have no idea. But I apologize. I'll do my very best not to sniffle or sneeze on the air, as I've already gone through three boxes of Kleenex this morning. What is it? What? At least we got rid of the Halloween candy. That was the most important thing. It wasn't because we had trick-or-treaters. We only had about ten. Because, uh, I don't know, maybe, I don't know what has happened. I guess the left destroyed Halloween some degree because you know it's so dangerous and you, you know you can't walk door to door remember when i mean halloween what was wrong with halloween 
Halloween kind of brought us together, didn't it? I know it's a silly holiday, but it kind of brought us together. Neighbors, seeing neighbors, kids going out. Candy was special, you know. Eh, not so much anymore. I mean, it's like, oh, why bother mom and dad to buy me the candy? I don't know what the deal was. <clears throat> but it's, uh, it's, you know, it is what it is. We divvied up the candy with my daughter and her boyfriend and her friends. <laughs> they, pre- they appreciated it. They appreciate it. I did hope you have a, uh, had a great, uh, a great uh, Halloween. Now I'm ready. I am ready for Thanksgiving, and I am ready for uh, Christmas, by the way. So uh, I'm going to just kind of wrap things up on this uh, insane liberal uh, attacking uh, Paul Pelosi and Nancy and Paul's home. Uh, first of all, the belief that, uh, and it's not belief, the Democrats don't believe this guy was a Trump supporter. They're just looking for any excuse to go after him. They're even saying, oh, yeah, January the 6th. Oh, shut up. Oh, it's election denier. He's an election denier. Did the guy didn't even what the, which way was up. Is an illegal alien. I, I was assuming he was able to probably vote in California, but uh, technically not able to vote, really. He, uh, he made hemp bracelets and lived in a van down by the river. He was a BLM activist, an LGBTQRSTUV activist. Uh, he was living in Berkeley. Yeah, he was, a, he was a Trump supporter. Please. Please. But the Democrats are doing everything that happens is going to be blamed on uh, January the 6th or people who didn't uh, agree with the election in 2020. Like it has been, I guess, for the last couple of years. But uh, pedal the metal. This is from uh, Meet the Press this weekend. Uh, Representative Tom Emmer from Minnesota was on. uh, And uh, and, uh, apparently, because of all the ads the Republicans have been running uh, with Nancy Pelosi in them, they've caused the violence against Nancy Pelosi by the insane leftist from San Francisco, and therefore you need to get rid of all the ads before the election. I never saw anyone after Steve Scalise was shot by a I'm Bernie Sanders right supporter now, trying to equate, equate Democrat now. rhetoric with those actions. Please don't do that. that no, okay, looking at your candidates, Republican candidates have spent more than $116 million on ads that mention Speaker Pelosi by name. And yeah, because um, she is a polarizing figure who has ushered in a, uh, a, a new America that Americans don't like. This cycle. If it- She's been ruling against the will of the American people, you see. This is about the issues. Why should you make it about the issues? Why not depersonalize it? It is absolutely about... Oh, why don't you stop mentioning Trump? Trump, Trump, Trump. Is Trump running? About the issues. It's about the fact that we have double-digit inflation, you don't exploding, think- exploding cost of living. We've got a crime wave across this country that is In the direct this moment, result. We are eight the days result. out. Don't you think this needs to change? Why not Again. pull some of these ads? Why not just delete your well, tweets? Sure, yeah, just delete the tweets. I mean, if, because uh, the, you know they would be deleted otherwise. But you see, Elon Musk is in charge, and just get rid of the ads for Republicans before. Because you know, I mean, it's clearly their fault that Paul Pelosi was attacked. Sure, people like to talk about anything but what the Democrats have done in this country, which, quite frankly, is exploding cost of living. Now, meanwhile, there have been a host of attacks against conservatives like Rand Paul, among others, like Lee Zeldin, uh, like Steve Scalise over the last few years. And here's your dear leader, Joe Biden, just a couple months ago. We must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic We must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. They're a threat to our very democracy. They refuse to accept the will of the people. 
You and 81 million Americans voted to save our democracy. Donald Trump isn't just a former president. He is a defeated former president. We just have to vote. I'll tell you what, we will uh, you know, consider removing Nancy Pelosi's uh, name from ads if you stop saying Trump's name at all. Stop saying it. Stop blaming everything on Donald Trump January 6th and the uh, election deniers. How about that? Yeah, I don't think we're going to get a response. Now, this is interesting. <clears throat> this is interesting. Uh, b- uh, uh, Brazilian President uh, Bolsonaro is planning a presser tonight and is going to announce a military audit of the election. Some may uh, face criminal charges. So Brazilian protesters shut down the road to the airport at Sao Paulo following the controversial election on Sunday night. Socialist Lulu da Silva allegedly defeated uh, Bolsonaro in the election. Now, apparently, uh, down ticket across the country, people voted conservative. But kind of like in uh, 2020... Somehow, uh, a, uh, a leftist was ushered into the presidency of the country, despite the people voting down ticket for the exact opposite. And, of course, there's lots of election secure chicanery uh, and whatnot. This is uh, on Steve Scalise's, uh, or Steve Scalise, on uh, Steve Bannon's show, uh, uh, Matthew Termond talking about what's happening in Brazil. Uh, originally, the rumor was that it was going to be uh, 11 a.m. I just heard a couple minutes ago from uh, some of my guys on the ground that now what's circulating is 7 p.m. Brasilia time, which would be 8 p.m. our time. Uh, so that's now, you know, there's a, there's a law... Uh, statute that says none of these disputes should be adjudicated in the public domain until 72 hours after the polls close. Not sure they're going to maintain that, uh, but there's a lot of discussion going on uh, in the Brazilian political and media circles that he's going to invoke certain articles Go. Uh, that are constitutionally... Uh, 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 you know, Fight this with every ounce of your being or you're going to end up like us. Validated that the military does have an audit and they're going to release some information. Bingo. Also, Bingo. rumors. Oh, they've got an audit. Well, won't that be interesting? I hope to hell that they do find something. I have a feeling that if they are legitimately looking, and if they have a curious media, which they don't, that somebody would get to the bottom of it. But it's time we ended this uh, this thought police, this, uh, this nonsense, <clears throat> and this election theft. Bolsonaro's party dominated the election. The conservative parties will dominate the lower house in Brazil. Bolsonaro was winning the election up to a certain point. Then every ballot drop was won by the socialist candidate. Weird. That uh, math doesn't make any sense at all. It's almost what happened in America the night of the election when all of a sudden... Uh, <clears throat> On Fox News, they said, oh, well, they're shutting down the races. And, oh, look, it looks like uh, Biden's winning all over the place, Brett Pear. Mainstream media all pounded on it immediately, saying uh, that uh, the, 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 uh, the quote was false. Uh, there has been no transparency. There has been censorship. There have been arrests of the opposition. There have been penalization from the court to Bolsonaro's party. And uh, it looks like Brazil is what happened in America in 2020. And I hope this president gets to the bottom of it, and he doesn't uh, walk away uh, quietly into the night. Because worldwide, the push against what was the New World Order, which is what we've seen, it's, <clears throat> do we believe in the New World Order? Yeah, yeah, I do. do many degrees I do, because the same talking points, the same modus operandi to get into power has been used in countries around the world. 
the uh, new Green Deal push has been in countries around the world. We've seen it's backfired everywhere. We're seeing uh, people fighting back and uh, electing conservatives. We look at Italy for that. We look at, uh, at England for that. And so for Bolsonaro to be voted out of office would make no sense when down ticket, it was all conservative all the time. This is clear, once again, I believe, mostly because China really wants a strong foothold in Brazil. They really want to own Brazil. And they own the socialist candidate. Kind of like they own Joe Biden. And they do. And they do. But Joe Biden has a plan. He has a plan. You know, uh, Joe Biden's policies of making us energy dependent again have clearly caused the price of gas to go up and the price of everything to go up combined with government spending. Massive government spending that never did anything to help anybody. But he is going to do a windfall profits tax on the oil companies. Now, he's not going after Pfizer. He's not going after Merck. And they made profits that were much bigger, much bigger than the oil companies did. But he's going to do a windfall profits tax because he sees big oil as an enemy that he can use. It looks good on a bumper sticker. It sounds good. But all it's going to do is cause the price of your uh, gas and everything in your life to go up further. Oil companies, record profits today, are not because they're doing something new or innovative. Their profits are a windfall of war. The windfall from the... No, you see, the uh, price of fuel in the United States doubled before Putin invaded Ukraine. So that is an untruth. Brutal conflict that's ravaging Ukraine and hurting tens of millions of people around the globe. Joe Biden wants to send another $50 billion to Ukraine after the election. We have to have Congress to say no. You know, at a time of war, any company receiving historic windfall profits like this has a responsibility to act beyond their narrow self-interest of its executives and shareholders. He could barely speak. I think they have a responsibility to act. Here it is, here it is, here it is. Yeah, yeah, you know what? A windfall profits tax. They almost laughed uh, Gavin Newsom out of the state house when he suggested the same thing, because all it'll do is wreck you. Duh. Everybody knows that. It's not worth the talking point, the amount of suffering it's going to cause the American people. But Democrats don't really care. And it is very unlikely that it would be approved by Congress if and hopefully when Republicans take over. Meanwhile, listen to this. I don't hear any talk about a windfall profits tax on on Pfizer. Yeah, yeah. Pfizer plans to make its COVID-19 vaccine $130 per vaccine when it enters the public market next year. That is a markup of, are you ready? Are you ready? It's a little bit higher than the the, the oil companies. It's 10,000%. Yeah, it costs a dollar and eighteen cents to cost the uh, to cover the cost of developing the shot, and this after all the money they got the government from the government to develop the shot. Yeah, so they're going to make ten thousand percent selling the vaccine that costs a dollar eighteen for a hundred and thirty dollars after we've been paying them an ungodly amount uh, to uh, to distribute the vaccine, and we paid for the shots for Americans. Meanwhile, Albert Bulla, the uh, head of uh, of Pfizer, is expected to make uh, fifty million dollars. Made fifty million dollars this year. It's pretty amazing. And uh, and by the way, the <clears throat> the. Uh, the guy who put together the uh, the man behind the COVID shot, the CEO of Pfizer's German uh, partner in biotech, made uh, has an estimated worth of four billion dollars, four billion dollars, and Pfizer's making money hand over fist, like forty point nine billion dollars profit. 
during the pandemic, which is bigger than the oil companies. So where's the windfall on that? Oh, I guess the windfall has already been paid. Has already been paid to lobbyists and uh, and those who would uh, who would leave government and work for the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, it's already been paid. Let's take a break and come back. You are listening to the Rob Carson Show. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. They shut down your kid's school. They forced them to wear masks. They taught them CRT and radical transgender nonsense. Now, Mama Bear and Papa Bear are pissed. It's the Rob Carson Show. Yeah, David Dupap was a uh, radical MAGA supporter who lived in a van in, uh, in Berkeley and went over to uh, Pacific Heights. He's a radical. He makes uh, hemp jewelry. And apparently is a pedophile and uh, also uh, believed that uh, he wanted to buy a house with fairies in it. I believe that was part of it. Uh, had BLM stickers, LGBTQ stickers, every left-leaning uh, propaganda everywhere around his van down by the river. And he is supposedly, I guess, a, a MAGA conservative. Uh, at this point, honestly, you're just laughable. It really is. There's a point where, I mentioned this, I pardon the sniffing, by the way. Sniffling. I've got allergies. Um, but there's a point where we just have to, uh, uh, we will get mad, don't get me wrong. I, I get angry every single day. But there's a point where we now just need to ridicule. Just need to ridicule this nonsense. Uh, and, and we also need to realize that all of this uh, BS that we've gone through cannot just go uh, unanswered after the election. People have to pay for what they did to us in the country. All right, that said, Chris Salcedo, my friend on uh, Newsmax, had the New York City Commissioner of Records, Brian Anderson, on to talk about the uh, narrative that the left is trying to push, that the uh, radical leftist who attacked Paul Pelosi in Nancy and Paul Pelosi's house, by the way, where no alarm went off and no security cam footage is available and uh, no police body cam footage is available. Other than that, nothing to see. Here he is talking about that, uh, that uh, narrative being shot down. Well, exactly. So we find out he's not a MAGA person or an ultra MAGA person. He's a radical leftist who's known to as a, a, a no nudist act, activist. He walks around. Yeah, naked. He's a nudist, a nudist activist who literally uh, he officiated a nude wedding in front of the courthouse in San Francisco. Yeah, he's a mega supporter. He's a MAGA tr- a voter. Francisco, and now we know he's he's in the U.S. illegally. None of that says MAGA to me. His political beliefs seem to be all over the map. <laughs> Like the woman said, he's, he's, he's mentally ill. Yeah, he's mentally ill. There you go. Which would, again, be more proof that he's probably a Democrat. Let's go to Homer in Rising Sun, Maryland. Been holding for a while. Obviously has something to say. Hello, my friend. What's going on? Well, I've got, got a few things I want to say. I'm tired of hearing Mr. Magoo yelling, mega, mega, mega. I'm tired of hearing Mr. Magoo go through this kind of craziness. He... Here's some poor soul in trouble somewhere, and all of a sudden he knows what side he's on. He yeah. knows no facts. He just goes out and runs his big, fat mouth. Yeah. He knows nothing. Yeah. But a few things I've picked up. I've heard the story repeated five, ten, twenty different ways. Yeah. One way I heard that uh, this alleged guy he doesn't know, he met him in a bar that night. 
And then the next thing we know, he's uh, in his house, and, and there's a broken window, except the glass is not on the outside of, uh, of, the, uh, of the house. The glass is on the inside of the house, like the window was broken from the inside out. Yeah, and there was no, and by the way, and there's no footage. There's no, there was no alarm that went off that alerted the police. Paul Pelosi literally had to call after the guy who broke in, supposedly, went upstairs and roused him out of bed. That's when Paul Pelosi had to go to the bathroom and call him. Give me a freaking break. Give me a break. This guy's running around and he's, and he's tight, tidy whiteys running around half naked in this guy's house. I, I, I kind of wonder if he wasn't a uh, boyfriend of Paul Pelosi. To tell you the truth here. Well, I'm just going to tell you, and and uh, and uh, apparently, uh, Elon Musk retweeted a story that came out of a local paper um, that said that may have been the case. I, again, I, I don't care either way, to be quite honest. All I know is that there's no way that this guy was a Trump supporter. That's Falderall. That is nonsense. But uh, there are some saying that uh, this guy was a member of a... Uh, uh, a uh, group in uh, San Francisco who are Castro nudists. They are uh, gay prostitutes seen in California's Castro Valley, and he's a member of it. That's what I heard. That was apparently retweeted after a local news story about it. Again, I'm not making, I'm not saying it's true or false. I'm just saying it was retweeted, and it was an article published online. Go ahead. That's what I heard also, sir. Yeah. The Santa Monica Observer, by the way, right, is right, the one who right. said that. Yeah. Yes, that's the way I heard it. And uh, this stuff is so crazy. And all of a sudden, you get Mr. McHugh yelling, mega, mega, yeah. mega, like, uh, like, it's a, like it's a charge of a light brigade or something here. Yeah, it's, it's nonsense, and, uh, Hummer. It's nonsense. It's all nonsense. i got to run. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Buster in Santa Cruz, the home of KSCO, our glorious affiliate in California. Hello, my friend. What's up? Hey, bud. Hey, you know what? I haven't been able to stop laughing now for two days. What? The first, <laughs> the first report I heard was, I didn't hear Pathos. I heard Pathys. Some guy named Pathys hanging in the Castro district went over to uh, old man uh, Pelosi's Pelosi house, yeah. And hammered him. Pan- pun intended. If you get know what <laughs> yeah, I Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, okay. Okay. So it's easy. It's a little low-hanging fruit there, Buster. We got to run. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, there was that uh, article. I'm just saying it was in a uh, local paper, the Santa Monica Observer. They said that it is not uncommon for men, Castro nudists, to behave in this way. Uh, and, you know, honestly, uh, I don't care. All I care about is that uh, a MAGA Republican didn't do it. Nonsense. The rest of it, who the hell knows? They're going to cover it up whether we try to find out or not. All right, so coming up, the founder of Getter, coming up. If you're looking for a woke take on current events, just go back to sleep because you're not getting it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. I think about the biggest story of the year is uh, 
the uh, federal government, the Department of Homeland Security, working closely with big tech to uh, police online speech. Also, Google literally uh, involved, and we knew this, Google involving itself in search results that discriminate against uh, conservatives and Republicans who are running for Senate, among others. Is it a big surprise? The uh, backlash is uh, gigantic. Uh, Fortunately, we see uh, Twitter being purchased by Elon Musk. Here to discuss all of this is the CEO of a fantastic social networking site that I'm very involved in, and that is Getter. He is Jason Miller, and he joins us on the Newsmax hotline right now. Hello, sir. How are you doing today? Rob, I'm doing fantastic coming to you from the skies overlooking Central Park in the Big Apple, uh, where it looks beautiful from up here, but I'm sure down on the ground it smells just as you expect New York to smell. Yeah, New York is a a mess, Um, and hopefully things will be able to turn around. I saw Lee Zeldin has pulled out in front in New York in the polling, which to me says he's really ahead by 10. Uh, Just, you know, because you've got feet on the ground in in New York, uh, how do you feel about that race, about the possibility of a uh, Democrat or a Republican governor in the state of New York. Feel really good about it. Keep in mind, it wasn't that long ago. George Pataki yes. was in for several terms and yeah. uh, and obviously did did pretty well. You know, Lee Zeldin has really cranked it up a notch as far as on um, his candidate skills. Yeah. Um, this is really the first knockdown dragout race that he's had. But he showed good fire, good focus with his issues, and boy, this crime issue is uh, is it's all that anyone's talking about maybe yeah. whether it be the streets of new york and the fact that zeldon is in new york city playing on offense tells you where this race is i think it's uh it's awesome and then you've got uh, literally kathy hochel saying that it's a conspiracy theory to believe that violent crime is going up i mean honestly how tone deaf can you be jason uh, well, that, that's why uh, she's going to lose. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah why Lee, exactly. that's why Lee Zeldin's going to win. But uh, he has the the overall, um, both the national and statewide economic conditions, uh, giving him a favorable push. And the fact that uh, Joe Biden and Hochul and other Democrats have done so poorly with it. Um, but I tell you, he's his focus has been relentless, and he's running against an inept Democrat who, again, has never been uh, elected governor. She was yeah. appointed after yeah. uh, Fredo's big brother dropped out. <laughs> Uh, by the way, um, let's talk about Twitter real quick here with the uh, purchase by Elon Musk. Uh, he walks into Twitter HQ last week bringing a sink, saying let that sink in. Uh, he's saying up to 75% of Twitter employees fired, which uh, to me uh, makes a lot of sense. because. Uh, and what I've said, Jason, I love your thoughts. Uh, these are first generation of uh, people who have been indoctrinated entirely. They moved off college campuses where freedom of speech is not allowed. Conservatives are excluded. And they continued that same uh, mode of thinking into the governorship of a corporation called Twitter and Facebook, by the way. And it looks like that house of cards is crumbling. Uh, what do you see as far as the future of uh, of Twitter with uh, with Elon Musk in charge? So I think ultimately Musk is going to have to revamp the organization, maybe fold it into something else. Yeah. You know, it, it current, it's not a free speech platform for everybody. It's a no. free speech platform for those who are progressives or on the radical left. Uh, if you're on the radical left, then you don't have to worry about being censored or politically discriminated against. And at a certain point, you know, I think that the, the Twitter folks 
had some ideals of free speech maybe at one point, but then when they realized that people in the center and center right could take advantage of it, then they wanted to back away from it. Exactly. Here's my here's my challenge yes. is that I think he's we see the comments from about Vine trying to restore that. Those are the what were they the six second videos they had? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Some, you know, ten fifteen years ago. I forgot about uh, that. <laughs> so we've uh, you know we've we've seen him talk about Vine. I think what he's realizing is to get that daily active user count up. He has to do something about the user experience, which means adding in some aspect of short form video. You know, he they don't have a real live stream capacity or feature as it uh, pertains to someone who's a regular content creator. So they're missing out on that. So all that they have is really this noisy, bot filled echo chamber yes. uh, on the microblogging. And quite frankly, it's a negative experience. So he's got his work cut out for him. And boy, these billion dollar a year interest payments are going to make it a real challenge oh. to make it all profitable. Meanwhile, Getter is kicking butt. And I know that your live streaming is really taking off. I live streamed last night after I went to the license bureau yesterday and realized that uh, that I had no chance of getting in for at least a couple of weeks. It takes, more, it takes longer where I live to, uh, to get a driver's <laughs> license than a passport. I, I mean, it's really stupid. But I went live. So, Getter, uh, your live stream seems to be rocking and rolling, man. So definitely, that's one of the things that we've done with Getter is make it a real destination for people who want to get content, whether it's uh, your show, whether it's other uh, folks who are on uh, Newsmax or people on Real America's Voice or Steve Bannon's War Room. So many good shows, both in the U.S. and around the world, there's literally someone live streaming 24-7. And the great thing about this is, one, it's a a hub where people can go and know that they're not going to get censored politically. Uh, But then as we literally just started today – with the first, um, essentially the first edition of it is being able to monetize the platform so in that way content creators can actually get compensated for the work and don't have to live under the thumb of YouTube or Facebook. That started today? Well, it started today with the programmatic digital ads on the desktop. We'll move into the mobile devices. We go into next week, and we're actually our director of ad sales starts on Friday. We'll start working with content creators to uh, come up with a a good arrangement. We're going to go with a 65-35 split where content creators get to keep 65%, which is way more than any other platform out there. Because, look, if you're creating the content, we want to put more of the money back in your pocket. This is is fantastic, and I'll tell you, you know, there are a lot of uh, people – of companies who are invested in their YouTube page and they are terrified uh, because once you invest in YouTube, once you invest in a following on Facebook, once you invest in a following on Twitter, you can have it taken away uh, but for, for one single video, for one single note. Literally, I got, I got flagged for a, a video I did two years ago just the other day on YouTube. I haven't put a new YouTube video up in a year. They're still pulling that crap on me, Jason. But you literally have said to left the left, to Joe Biden, come here, do your, do your live stream, do whatever you want. We are fine with it uh and and that's what makes it different you don't have to worry about uh uh worrying about having your entire site shut down because you didn't uh, carry a, a specific na- uh, narrative no and in fact i uh, just got off the phone with a democrat who i'm looking to hire to come on and start working with our democratic outreach to make sure we get a, a broad diverse range of voices yeah. on the platform mm-hmm. and the great thing about it is uh, people look at getter and view us as a free speech platform because we've said from day one hey if you're on the left if you're on the right if you're in the center we want you obviously i'm president trump's former spokesperson so yes, uh, there's course. no there's no ambiguity about where i stand but you know what i support free speech for everybody and so 
uh, is Twitter, uh, well, now under Musk control, uh, not nearly as bad, but Facebook and YouTube, which have been particularly aggressive, is they continue to put the clamps down on free speech. I think even a lot of Democrats are going to realize, you know what, we need to do something different. Yeah, the uh, DHS, by the way, who we <laughs> discovered, we heard this week, uh, uh, today actually, you recall uh, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas was speaking in front of Congress earlier this year, and he announced that a, a disinformation bureau had already been uh, had been formed. They even hired an insane person to be in charge of it. And apparently, DHS closely coordinated with big tech firms to police online speech. They worked together. There is no if ands, or buts about it. There are memos. There are emails. There are documents. This has absolutely happened. Uh, and they involved the big players, the big left-leaning players. So there's no doubt that Facebook, Reddit, Discord, Wikipedia, Microsoft, LinkedIn, Verizon Media, all of these companies met monthly with the FBI, CISA, and other federal agents to handle disinformation, which was conservative speech. How do you feel about this? Because I think it's the biggest story of the year. Well, we knew it was bad, and obviously attorneys uh, General Landry and um, also Paxson have been uh, – excuse me, Schmidt from uh, Missouri have been active in putting the pressure on the White House uh, to try to get uh, copies of emails and to find out what they've been doing for working with some of the big tech social media platforms. But now to see this from DHS – and I tell you, Rob, how many left-of-center progressives do you think were targeted for disinformation? Oh, zero. yeah, zero. I'm going to guess it's a number between zero and zero. They, they didn't do anything about it. And so, I mean, this literally is where uh, progressives are, have become the new authoritarians and are the ones who are really uh, taking away our free speech rights. It is, uh, to me, as bad as Pravda and as Vestia, uh, because these are uh, traditionally, well, they were supposed to be, uh, uh, platforms for free speech in a country that is protected by the First Amendment. So not only do we have the mainstream media parroting the uh, talking points of the federal government voluntarily, it, it looks like and, and can be proven that the Department of Homeland Security, which was established after 9-11 for uh, threats against our homeland from outside, uh, actually ended up using it to shut down free speech and declare enemies those who'd agree with the federal government and particularly the tenants of the Democrat Party. Uh, this is more than I ever expected, Jason. Did this come as a surprise to you? Yes and no. I mean, it came as a surprise that they became this brazen, but following 2020, uh, and especially the early part of 2021 when President Trump was kicked off of Twitter and every other social media platform, the guardrails are off. I mean, we're, we're in completely uncharted territories, and these social media platforms realize that if no one's going to put up a big fight when you remove a sitting president of the United States, then no one's going to put up a real fight when it comes to someone who's a, an activist or someone who has a, a right-of-center viewpoint. Um, we're, in, uh, we're, in, we're in the danger zone here. Yeah. Now, uh, disinformation, and, and uh, Joseph Stalin used the term disinformation in 1923. He called it disinformation. He wanted to uh, do a westernized word that wasn't as threatening, and he created a department that would essentially go after people who uh, went against the uh, the narrative of his party. That's what they attempted to do in a very brazen attempt, by the way, uh, and they thought they could get away with it. Uh, and it looks like the American people are saying not only no, but uh, hell no. What do you think has to happen, Jason? Because I think people need to be uh, I think need to be held accountable, and I think people need to be uh, uh, investigated. I think some people need to be arrested. I think the DHS needs to be 
completely eliminated, by the way. I think the DHS well, needs to go bye-bye completely, gone. So I think you're going to see uh, Kentucky Congressman Jamie Comer, who's coming on as the uh, the chairman of the Oversight Committee after Republicans take back Congress. I think you're going to see him really light a fire um, under the Biden administration. First of all, he's going to go and, and take issue with Hunter. So yes. um, that's fine. I'm not going to distract him for that. Mm-hmm. But I think priority number two should be taking issue with some of these big tech social media platforms, their collusion uh, with the government to silence voices. And this is as undemocratic as it gets. It is undemocratic, but but uh, Getter is uh, terrific. And I'll tell you, as somebody, and, and you know, I'll, I'll just say Getter is a, uh, a platform that I went to because of the abuses that I suffered from Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. And Getter came along, and my uh, following has exploded very nicely uh, now that there's a possibility. And I don't really care so much, me personally, about monetizing. I just like to be able to say what I want to say and, and tell the truth without somebody flagging it or being afraid, Jason. I'm going to tell you, in a country where we have the First Amendment, if if you're afraid to say something because you'll be shut down, that shouldn't exist in this country, should it? No. I mean, that's why we have a First Amendment. And quite frankly, it's something that separates us from almost every other country on yeah. the planet. And once it's gone here, it'll never come back. We have to stand true to this uh, First Amendment and all the sneaky ways that so many, whether it be the media or big tech, are trying to get around it. Yeah, I want to ask you one other question, Jason. I'm curious because you did work closely with Donald Trump. And I believe that the 2020 election was stolen because uh, the day after Election Day, I had my Facebook and Twitter taken away from me completely without cause and without remedy. There was nothing to do. But Bolsonaro, the president of, uh, of Brazil, was defeated narrowly oh, by like a percentage point by a socialist, even though every down party ticket leaned conservative. Uh, what do you think is going to happen there? I know Bolsonaro is having a big, uh, uh, big presser tonight, and there is a possibility of uh, a military involvement in the, uh, in the tabulation. What do you think? What do you know? So uh, I don't have a, a ton of insight uh, that okay. hasn't been publicly reported. Yeah, yeah. I've been on the phone with people in Brazil nonstop the last couple of days. Um, the President Bolsonaro is speaking tonight at 8 o'clock. I know there's a big concern uh, with the percentage of people who did not participate in the vote or were listed as having not voted. It's compulsory to, to vote in Brazil. So I know that's an issue. Uh, I know there are definitely issues with uh, some of the, the trends and the tabulations, but um, I'm not on the ground. President okay. Bolsonaro is going to have a better sense, and uh, we'll see tonight what he says. But, boy, it'll be really concerning if every single major country in South America now has a, uh, a brazen socialist tilt. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. really going to be concerning, especially when you think about uh, the influence of the CCP yes. and how they can get the, uh, grow their foothold there. Yeah, exactly. And also, uh, conservative victories around the world, they were uh, tossing aside this, uh, this nonsense uh, pushed by the New World Order. It would make no sense for Brazil to do an about-face to uh, what's happened in Italy and other places. Jason, I appreciate you joining me today. Get her. Uh, they're, they're, you're going to be able to monetize your videos. I think it's fantastic. Jason, where can people find you on social media, sir? You can find me at Jason Miller in DC on Getter, G E T T R dot com, and hop on, download it from the Google Play or from the yeah. Apple Store, and see what the fun is all about. All right, very good, sir. Have a glorious week, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again soon after the election. Hopefully, I'll have much to th- be thankful for on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Take care of yourself, my friend. It's the Rob Carson Thanks, Show. to put critical race theory in critical condition. It's the Rob Carson Show. If you don't have a uh, getter profile, I'd do it, G-E-T-T-R. Also, uh, uh, Truth Social is uh, Donald Trump's 
uh, platform. I find both of them to be awesome. I use Twitter just for uh, essentially for news bites, uh, clips for my TV show. Uh, and I post stuff on there, but I don't. I don't get any play on it. People know who I am on uh, on Twitter, so they don't allow me to uh, grow my following. I don't really care, to be quite honest. I really don't give a rat's behind. Uh, Facebook, I stop posting stuff on it. Occasionally, I'll, I'll post something just to uh, kind of rip on uh, the fact that uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg is losing ha- money hand over fist, and I hope he goes bankrupt. I really do. I hope he goes bankrupt, uh, and he pays for the electioneering and the nonsense that he has uh, perpetrated on people. I hope he goes bankrupt, and everybody who works for him has to find another job just like the Keystone XL Pipeline people. Uh, And the same goes for the Twitter people. I know it's heartless and terrible, but honestly, I'm just done with them. Done with the nonsense. Tired of it. Uh, And also Google, by the way. Now, Google, you know as well as I do, and the reason why uh, DuckDuckGo exists is because people go to DuckDuckGo because they know they're going to get screwed over and filtered if they're conservatives looking for any truth on Google. That's just the way it is. All of your searches are skewed away from what you're looking. If you like a, a Hillary Clinton... Uh, servers smashed. You, you probably have to go three or four pages into Google before you get any f- information. And the first page will be how glorious uh, Hillary Clinton is and what a shame it is she's not the president. We know this. We see it every day. And guys, if you don't know this, then get off of Google. Because everything you do on Google is looked through a, an eye, uh, a lens of politics if you write anything that has to do with politics. If you are a conservative, you will be given the runaround. If you are a liberal, you'll be taken right to your search results. There's no doubt about it. Right now, Google is under intense scrutiny this election cycle after a study from North Carolina State University found that Gmail sent roughly 59% more Republican campaign emails to user spam folders than Democrats during the 2020 election. They're doing it now, right towards the end of the month. They've shut down essentially anything coming from Democrat or Republican uh, uh, PACs, anyone looking for support. Media Research Center study claims Google is favoring Democrats in search results related to Senate race, but not House races. Would it surprise you? Yeah. So this is going on. You can't trust Google. Now we get this report. The Intercept indicates that in recent years, federal agents, especially those with the DHS, which should be blown up figuratively and, I mean, not reinvented, gone. DHS needs to go away, needs to go away, have closely coordinated with big tech to police online speech and to censor what they deem to be, are you ready, misinformation, disinformation, and malinformation. I've got more details on this coming up. I'm going to share it with you. And Facebook and Twitter need to pay for this, whether that be people being held criminally responsible for stealing election, electioneering, and then they need to be driven out of business. And the DHS needs to go bye-bye. And the head of the DHS, Alejandro Mayorkas, needs to be impeached, arrested, indicted, and jailed for all of the malfeasance that he has committed while DHS secretary. This is just part of it. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response, The Rob Carson Show. After the 2020 election, uh, which I believe was stolen because, you know, evidence, um, 
and an immediate shutdown by uh, all social media. Any sort of uh, comment, any sort of discussion about uh, election uh, insecurity, uh, despite thousands and thousands of affidavits, millions of minutes of video, the, all of the things that I go through all the time about uh, the election being stolen, which I believe was stolen. <clears throat> and, and certainly, if, if Democrats could say, oh, 2016 was stolen for four years and uh, ultimately <clears throat> being proven that it was not and it actually proven that the FBI worked with Hillary Clinton and the DNC to attempt to throw the election by paying for a uh, dossier, a dirty dossier, which would allow the FBI to uh, get a warrant to surveil uh, Donald Trump's uh, campaign transition team and presidency, uh, kind of like uh, a, 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 a blanket search warrant. That's what it was. It was a blanket search warrant to find anything to disrupt the campaign, the, uh, the presidency, and, uh, and they did it again with Mar-a-Lago a couple months ago. That went nowhere. And by the way, uh, uh, John Roberts says that the Congress cannot have Donald Trump's tax returns. And I think that's great. Uh, you know, D- uh, Judge Roberts has been very unreliable as a constitutionalist, certainly wouldn't call him a conservative. But you know what? It's none of this uh, damn Congress's business with regard to Donald Trump's tax returns. Donald Trump has been uh, uh, audited every year by the state of New York for as long as he's been active in the business community. And it's all bull crap. It's all uh, a witch hunt. And seriously, uh, it's time to to take those who would weaponize uh, government agencies like the DHS and the FBI and uh, leave them out of their offices in handcuffs. It's just ridiculous. Uh, I, like you, have been looking forward to this election because I said after the election of 2020 that it would just be imagine, uh, 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 it would just be a... Uh, uh, a matter of how much destruction Joe Biden and the Democrats would do. I said that the day after I said, now they are going to do as much as they can to push through the leftist Marxist dream, the uh, moist dream of the class of 1968. And look what they've done to the country. Look at how much you are suffering with 40-year high inflation, with uh, energy dependence on our enemies, with an open border, and uh, 107,000 uh, ODs last year, 70% because of of uh, fentanyl. You've got uh, defunding of the police by Democrats that has caused a dramatic increase in the number of people murdered and shot and cars stolen in major metropolitan areas. And we've got major metropolitan areas that look like the third world now, uh, i.e. San Francisco and Portland. All of these things have been ushered in by a stolen election and an illegitimate president and a leftist uh, cabal of the uh, the Biden administration, government agencies, including the uh, DHS and the Democrat Party. So I think we see we have some things to look forward to, but we're not going to forget what they've done, are we? This is Jim Gossett. For once it looks like we're gonna win this election And take America back Time for a butt kickin' For once we can change this country's direction Joe's had us on the wrong track (laughs) Off the track For once it looks like the GOP's winning Look out, Joe, this is only the beginning. Fire Mitch McConnell. For once it looks like we could take it. For once it looks like we could make it. For once it looks like we could take sweet victory. Oh, 
And I want there to be payback for all of the nonsense, for all of the sexualization of our children, for the uh, DOJ going after, uh, for going after parents who disagree with CRT. Uh, all of this stuff, all of these abuses and usurpations need to be paid for. They need to be paid for. So, yeah, as I mentioned, the DHS <clears throat> worked closely with big tech to police online speech and to censor what they deemed to be misinformation, disinformation, and malinformation. I caught this immediately. As soon as I heard the word disinformation, I went, huh, that sounds like Joseph Stalin. And I was right. In a co-authored piece in The Intercept, Ken Klippenstein and Lee Fang analyze years of internal DHS memos, emails, and documents to determine the extent to which federal agents have pressured social media, and they went compliantly, by the way, to censor information and speech which may reflect poorly on the U.S. government on the Democrat Party. Their conclusions are startling. According to DHS meeting minutes from last March regarding FBI Foreign Influence Task Force established to investigate whether Russian influence had interfered in the 2016 presidential election, 80 task force members had been assigned to combat subversive data utilized to drive a wedge between the populace and the government. Meaning uh, people were looking at, uh, I don't know, things like uh, the... uh, the election being stolen, and the DHS said, "Uh uh-oh, red flag, got to shut that speech down. The report further indicates many DHS officials have exerted more and more pressure on social media companies in order to control online speech. The main concern of these federal agents is curtailing misinformation, disinformation, and malinformation. In January 2021, a, quote, misinformation, disinformation, malinformation team was even added to the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, itself a sub-agency of the DHS established during the Trump administration. Wasn't used against, uh, uh, or wasn't used by Trump, by the way. There is growing evidence that the legislative and executive branch officials using social media companies to engage in censorship uh, by surrogate, according to Jonathan Turley, who is a liberal professor at George Washington University. This is Lee Fang of The Intercept last night with Tucker Carlson. Uh, We looked at really hundreds of documents that paint a vivid picture of the FBI, the DHS, closely collaborating with the top social media platforms, Twitter and Facebook. This is why you were taken off for saying anything about COVID. This is why you were taken off for saying anything about the election. This is why Hunter Biden's laptop was censored before the election. This is why Russian disinformation was uh, was talked about by Rachel Maddow for three years, even though it was a complete lie. It was a complete lie fabricated and paid for by the FBI and the Democrat Party. To censor uh, various forms of content under the banner of fighting disinformation. And the story shows a couple of things. One, it shows what you just mentioned, a very cozy relationship between the government and these tech giants. Um, there's those monthly meetings that you just mentioned, uh, but also just very cozy emails and, and tech. Everything that you thought, everything that you knew was going on <clears throat> in the back of your head, you're going, what, there has to be something going on here. Why am I being shut down? Why are my friends being uh, shut down? Why can't I say anything against what the government approves? Why is that? Now we know, guys. Welcome to the Soviet Union. Um, not a very adversarial relationship. You know, we looked at one text where Microsoft executive texts uh, Jen Easterly, the top disinfo um, director at DHS appointed by Biden, 
basically saying the government needs to get the private sector needs to get more comfortable with the government. Um, they're closely collaborating on reports talking about the, flush the First Amendment down the toilet, guys. Listen to it again. Um, director at DHS appointed by Biden basically saying the government needs to get the private sector needs to get more comfortable with the government. Um, they're closely collaborating on reports. Talk the private sector needs to get more comfortable with the government censoring free speech. That is North Korea. About the expanded role for DHS in censoring a really broad uh, collection of, of, of topic areas of, of, of policy and political topics. And, you know, just broadly speaking, I want people to go to jail for this. Executives from Facebook and Twitter, including the recently fired head of Trust and Safety, Vijaya Gaddy, who uh, was fired with cause by Elon Musk, and I hope she won't get one damn bit of severance. I hope she has to go get <clears throat> unemployment insurance like you and me. Anyway, they held regular meetings with the DHS to discuss censorship on a wide range of topics, including the withdrawal from Afghanistan. Do you hear that, soldiers? Do you hear that, veterans? Do you hear that, Gold Star families? They wanted to shut down speech about the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan and the pain it's caused. Yeah, coronavirus. <laughs> racial in uh, racial justice. DHS plans to uh, target alleged misinformation around the origins of COVID pandemic and the efficacy of the COVID-19 vaccine. Racial injustice, U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, the nature of U.S. support to Ukraine. I would assume also any type of election denial with regard to 2020. That's why all of these things have been censored. Because the government looked at your speech and declared it to be dangerous and these dupes, these useful idiots in social media went along with it. And you know what? It's interesting. Uh, the mainstream media has been doing this anyway. Yeah, yeah. Some meetings between uh, uh, social media representatives and the government in included Kate Starbird, the leftist professor who leads the Election Integrity Partnership, but only uh, it's only uh, has integrity if you uh, believe that Joe Biden won. In June, the same DHS Advisory Committee of CISA, which includes Twitter head of Legal Policy Trust and Safety, Vijaya Gaddy, and the University of Washington professor Kate Starbird, drafted a report to the CISC director calling for an expansive role for the agency in shaping the information ecosystem. The report called on the agency to closely monitor social media platforms of all sizes, mainstream media, cable news, hyper-partisan media, talk radio, and other resources. <laughs> wow. The agency needed to take steps to halt the spread of false and misleading information. Anything the government disagrees with, anything against the government narrative which has been wrong on everything was demonized criminalized with a focus on information that undermines key democratic institutions such as the courts or by other sectors such as the financial system or public health measures here's a little bit more from uh, Lee Fang from the intercept on this corrupt communistic cabal uh, the story also just looks at the mission creep of DHS this this is an agency that was founded in the aftermath of 9-11 to combat foreign terror threats of al-Qaeda and the like. Um, but over the last five years, it's kind of uh, evolved in its mission. It's moved towards fighting disinfo, and their justification is, you know, uh, disinformation radicalizes uh, the homeland. It can lead to disruptions in public health. That sounds so Stalin-esque, dear God. Health. 
or in political <clears throat> violence. Yes, um, so they, they, they have a justification. We have these documents, and, and they're pushing forward uh, with this broad uh, censorship agenda. In the run-up to the 2020 election, according to Breitbart, the consortium created a system whereby state actors, including the Department of Homeland Security and State Department, could file, quote, tickets alongside news stories, flagging them so the big tech platforms could subsequently suppress them. Beyond this blatant case of a private-public censorship coalition, the EIP also engaged in partisan politics, allowing the Democrat National Committee to file tickets through the system, as well as the Democrat-aligned groups Common Cause and the NAACP. News outlets targeted by the EIP included Breitbart, Fox, The New York Post, Epic Times, as well as social media accounts of prominent conservatives like me. Charlie Kirk, Tom Fitton, Jack Posobiec, Mark Levin, James O'Keefe, Sean Hannity, among others. In a statement of The Intercept, a Twitter spokesman says, we do, not have, we do not coordinate with other entities when making content moderation decisions, and we independently evaluate content in line with the Twitter rules. Uh, nope, that's a lie. And it's just been proven. And it's in writing. And it's in emails. And it will be shown when Republicans take over both houses of Congress. And there has to be hell to pay. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. to put Nancy, Joe, Chuck, Bernie, and Mitch in a retirement home. Rest well and rest easy. You deserve it. It's the Rob Carson Show. So we know that Facebook and Twitter had private portals where Democrat government officials and corporate elites met uh, to ban unwanted conservative content. Uh, Dr. Shiva Ayadori. The man who invented email was able to uncover Twitter's partner support portal, by the way. Twitter built a uh, special portal offered to certain government entities so that government officials can flag and delete content they dislike for any reason as part of what they call their Twitter partner status. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Not surprising. And I might also mention completely and utterly unacceptable. This has to be beaten down. Uh, These companies, Twitter and Facebook, need to be held accountable for electioneering, among other things. Violations of the First Amendment to the Constitution. They also need to be driven out of business. Although, I'll give Twitter another chance with Elon Musk in charge. And I want to see lots of heads rolling. I want to, it wanted to look like you spilled a bushel of apples, you know, at Twitter. Let's go to Mike in uh, Nottingham, Maryland. Hello there, Mike. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hi, Rob. Thanks for letting me be on your program. Yes. In less than 60 seconds, I'd like to give six examples of why Joe Biden, the Democrat Party, and the left are evil. Go. And I do so. Yes. Thank you. Example number one, they encourage illegal immigration. The result, 5 million illegal immigrants have come into the United States in the last 21 months. Two, they refuse to encourage oil and gas production on U.S. soil. Result, energy prices have more than doubled. Three, their policies have brought historic inflation and soaring prices on everything. Four, their incompetence has brought shortages in necessary products like baby formula and diesel fuel, which is used to get products to market. 
Absolutely. Five, they kill girl and boy babies that are unborn and almost born. And six, their policies have caused crime and violence to soar throughout the U.S. Yep, you've got six of them. Not all of them, but you got six of them, Mike. <laughs> yes. So vote Republican to save yes, our republic. Amen, bro. Thanks for the phone call. I do appreciate it. Yeah, and here, listen to this, kids, uh, especially women. Listen to this. Women, okay? The CDC quietly replaced pregnant women with pregnant people in flu vaccine advice. Are they doing this to men? Are they getting rid of men? Are they? I mean, they've been doing stupid crap like, oh, you can't say manhole. Unless you're Paul Pelosi. Anyway, uh, you can't say manhole. You can't say, you know, to man the ship. But last month, the CDC scratched women from monkeypox advice. And this. Experts blast the update as absurd and clearly political. Are you down with women being erased from pregnancy? Gender-neutral names are replacing pregnant women to pregnant people. This is not cute. This isn't funny. This is erasing womanhood. I think that there is a gigantic backlash to this, and I think it's actually not only starting with uh, Generation X and the Boomers, but oddly enough, Gen Z. Gen Z thinks this is ridiculous. I know this because uh, I, I can tell by my daughter. Uh, and also, uh, I've got some news with regard to that in a moment I will share with you. A panel of Gen Z people who are saying, really? Masculinity isn't toxic. Screw you. And I think that's great. Because I think that nobody has been B-slapped uh, like Gen Z with regard to uh, COVID shutdowns, their education completely being crushed and whatnot. And maybe Gen Z is finally the generation who says, you know, enough with this crap. I, I, I believe that. I know, I know we're, you're worried about the Gen Z. And listen, there's plenty of reason to. Don't get me wrong. These are the generation that are now suddenly declaring they're the opposite sex. I know that, but that's a small percentage. I think there are a lot of Gen Zers who are done with this nonsense. Let's go to Randall in Pacific Grove, California. Randall, how are you doing today? Hi, Rob. I'd uh, like to comment on what you just said. Um, yes. I agree. Um, but I first I called and told your screener that uh, Elon Musk ought to move to Austin, Texas. The reason being, yeah. uh, Austin is um, where the new Silicon Valley is. That's where he's going to find his engineers because there's no talent in the Bay Area. and Yeah. Uh, Austin is the right kind of liberal. It's not the whacked out kind. And it's in a perfect area for freedom of speech. And well, why don't you get out of Pacific Grove, California, Randall? Why don't you get out of California? <laughs> uh, same reason as other people that are just stuck. All right, bro. Okay, but I wanted to also comment on what you said about... I, I got to run. I got to run. I'm up against a hard break, Randall. I appreciate you calling. I'm sorry. We have the limitations of time, unfortunately. An update from the campaign trail. It looks like Republicans pulling away. We've got uh, that. And then the Gen Z. Gen Z saying no to uh, the gender nonsense that's going around in this country. This is The Rob Carson Show. been waging a war on America for decades. That's not right. It's not fair. And we're quite simply not going to take it anymore. Honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's the Rob Carson Show. So my boss, uh, Lee, printed out this little uh, 
bracket, I guess. It's not really a bracket, but, you know, uh, it's kind of like the NCAA brackets <laughs> with regard to uh, what's going to happen on November the 8th, provided that the, uh, the election is unadulterated by Democrats and their nonsense trying to steal the election like they did the last one and like they did in 2016, by the way. It's been proven. It's been proven. The FBI covering up the, uh, the Hunter Biden laptop in 2020. It actually happened. Uh, people need to pay for it. <clears throat> Hillary Clinton speaking of paid for, paying for a, a dirty dossier that was filled with lies. The FBI offering Christopher Steele $1 million of our tax money to verify it. And he couldn't because it was laden with lies so badly that even uh, the Bidens and the FBI couldn't control the, uh, the lie. But, uh, but people need to be held accountable for all of this nonsense, and hopefully it will mean uh, an election uh, victory for Republicans in a massive, massive way. Um, I'm still trying to decide. There are a lot of people who are saying, oh, you know, I don't think that uh, Doug Mastriano is going to be able to, to win in, uh, in uh, Pennsylvania. I have, um, you know, call me optimistic or overly optimistic. I think he will. I really do think he will. I think that there are a lot of races that are right now getting very close, and there are some that uh, Republicans are neck and neck, and I think it's going to go toward Republicans, to be quite honest, because of all the crap the Democrats have put us through. Yeah, This is Megyn Kelly talking about uh, Doug Mastriano's race for governor in the state of Pennsylvania with Rahab, Robert Cahaley of the Trafalgar Group. Again, I don't see Mastriano at this point winning, but I, I, do. I think he's going to close a lot and shock people. And if he closed as well as I think he can close, Oz probably will be okay. I mean, if if Mastriano wins that governor's race in Pennsylvania, I I'm going to fall out of this seat right here if that happens. It's like every single piece Somebody of press about Mastriano has been bad. He's been way behind in all the polls, as you say, very little support. That will mean that will mean very good things for Republicans on a national level. Yeah, but some polls he's neck and neck, and even a couple he's been ahead. Thank you, Rasmussen. That happens. Oh. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, go that, ahead. There's, that is a great bellwether. Yeah, if, if that guy goes into this thing uh, leading big. But, I mean, there is no denying the size of crowds that show up in Australia events. People that have been to Pennsylvania, uh, I hear it all the time. They're just saying it's, it, it's, un, it remind, it's, bigger, it's bigger than anything they've seen outside of a Trump campaign. Well, and that is true. So why is it so improbable that Doug Mastriano would pull out a victory? against Josh Shapiro, who is a radical leftist, who has ushered in a new era of criminality the, con- the country, the state, the city of Philadelphia has never seen before. Why is it out of the realm of possibility that Doug Mastriano can't beat that fool? I don't think it is at all. I also think that there's a possibility, as, as uh, it flies in the face of, you know, whatever, but uh, Dan Cox may be winning in uh, Maryland. It's going to be a much harder slog for him, I'll tell you. Because you have a big fat rhino named Larry Hogan, who for some reason thinks he could possibly be the president of the United States. Dear God in heaven, good luck with that. You never will, Larry, ever. You, you, your career is over. You are as worthless. Your currency is as worthless as Confederate currency in 1866. About as valuable as uh, Liz Cheney's currency and Mike Pence's currency. Although Mike Pence continues to think he has some sort of relevance to uh, the rest of us. He doesn't. Libertarian candidate Mark Victor dropped out of the Arizona Senate race. That's uh, 6%, by the way, which most probably will go to Blake Masters, who is a Republican. Blake Masters right now is uh, neck and neck with his opponent, and uh, we will see if, in fact, this means um, Blake Masters will surge. 
J.D. Vance maintaining his lead over uh, Democrat Representative Tim Ryan in the race to fill Ohio's open United States Senate seat, according to a latest poll by Signal, released on Monday. Used to live uh, in the Cincinnati area. Excuse me. That was a sneeze. That was another sneeze. I apologize. Taking two Claritin and nasal spray. Still not working. If you want to email me, rcarsonandnewsmax.com. I'd like your opinion as an allergist. Brian Kemp has maintained his solid lead over uh, Stacey Abrams in uh, in uh, uh, Georgia right now, about uh, 51 to 44. Hopefully she will uh, maybe give up her uh, failed quest to uh, be in public office. Uh, Mike Lee leads over Never Trumper. This is great. Independent Senate candidate Evan McMullen, who looks a lot like Megamind, by the way, uh, by 10 points in Utah's United States Senate race. I don't know why they put that in. It's a Breitbart headline. In Utah's United States Senate race. Well, look at that. Right now, it looks like uh, Mike Lee's out in front 49 to 39. And hopefully that will expand even more. This on the heels of a new study that says that nearly 40% of small businesses in the U.S. failed to pay rent in October. With more than half saying their prices have been hiked at least 10% over the past six months. Survey of about 5,000 businesses saw more than half the respondents say their rent is at least 10% higher than it was six months ago. If you go back seven months, the majority had rents have increased of 20%. And it looks like people are missing their payment. They're missing their rent. In September, the study found rent delinquency had been at an all-time low, fueled by optimism for the final quarter of the year's earnings potential as some small business owners reported an increase in sales. However, just a month later, 40% of small business owners found themselves unable to afford their monthly rent. 49% of restaurants unable to pay their rent this month, up for 36 in September. An identical 49% of car dealerships, repair shop owners defaulted on their October rent. Do you hear this? 49%? 37% of real estate agents admitted to the firm they had failed to pay their rent this month, up 27% from one prior, suggesting that the fallout from a slowdown in home sales as higher mortgage rates cool the housing markets has already become painfully apparent. We need to uh, win this election, and then we need to hold responsible those who uh, perpetrated this crap on us. Uh, Polster highlighted on MSNBC was shocked to find out that many in the Gen Z demographic are hostile to feminization, uh, feminization, uh, feminism and identified it as an extreme political position. This is kind of interesting. You're expecting that they're completely down with changing your gender, and you know uh, suddenly, uh, I'm you know a two two hundred day old woman was invited to uh, the White House to hang out with with Joe Biden. He'd been a man his entire life until the last two hundred days, and suddenly he's a an influencer, and he's sitting with the President of the United States. Even Gen Z sees the the uh, idiocy of this. John Della Volpe, director of polling for the Institute of Politic Politics at Harvard's Kennedy School, said that anti-feminist movement was gaining traction with members of Gen Z. Do you know why? I think part of it is uh, the pornification of the culture. There could be some of that going on. But also, how about just being called that you're uh, uh, toxically male, that, that being a male is toxic, that, uh, that being uh, male shows that there's something wrong with you. 
How about that? How about the beatdown that uh, males in general have gotten from culture, from uh, fathers to sons for the last few decades? Maybe they're just tired of that crap. Maybe they're perfectly fine with embracing masculinity and femininity. My daughter is. My daughter is, uh, uh, loves her femininity, and I, and I love the fact that she is and her boyfriend is, is masculine. That doesn't mean that either one of them are a dominant in their relationship, but they are. He opens the door for her. I, I know how crazy it is, right? He opens the car door for her. He's polite. My daughter and her boyfriend, they don't drink. My daughter doesn't curse. It's not because I have her in the pew at church every week and have her her entire life. I haven't. I'm not a great churchgoer. But that's just what they have decided, that there is a peace and a serenity and a a positive to those roles. This is a little bit from the the, uh, focus group from the Institute of Politics talking to Gen Z. John Delavolpe is the director of polling at Harvard's Institute of Politics. He gathered a group of Gen Zers to ask about movements that have impacted them. Me Too didn't come up until he asked. Feels like for- Wait a minute, the hashtag Me Too unit or, 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 or uh, movement is, uh, is not resonating with Gen Z? Forever ago, um, I was, I think, a freshman in high school when that took off all of the allegations. I mean, I honestly forgot that it feels like forever ago. And it's more than just the Me Too. And, and by the way, Harvey Weinstein wasn't a, a metaphor for men in general. He's just a pig. Reckoning. When it comes to feminism, attendees mostly rejected the label. What does it mean to be a feminist today? That's a really good question. I think there's a certain stigma that goes along with being a feminist. That's because feminists have created the stigma. Because uh, women who, you know, feminists are from the left in this country. You cannot be a feminist and be a conservative in this country. And look, Gen Z is saying, we get it. And we, uh, we say no. At least in my yeah, mind. Yeah, well, Almost this extremist view. I think that a lot of labels are viewed as something that's very extremist. Now, it's not just this apathy to the movement that exists. There's a much darker side that's developed over the last five years. Is there really a dark side? Or is it just that uh, kids realize the radicalism of the feminist movement and they're rejecting it? I'm going to go with that. Especially with Gen Z males. A total rebellion to any feminist notion whatsoever. And a blossoming of misogynistic content with billions of views. It's not misogynistic if it's defending being masculine. If it's just defending being masculine and saying there's nothing toxic about masculinity and being a boy, there's nothing wrong with it. So, yeah, it's a rejection, but there's nothing wrong with it. But I'm going to tell you, feminism, radical feminism, has caused this. Is There are plenty of people who pray, I think, on these specifically young men trying to lure them in to a community where they can feel better, they can feel... Yeah, they should, because right now, uh, leftism in this country uh, is making them feel like crap. Some strength, and then that strength turns into a community which has a very different view, I think, of what's right and what's wrong. Yeah, and you know what? If that that is the case, uh, the women of the country will say, no, I don't think so, we're not going to go there. But this is a rejection of the demonization of masculinity. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Left wing. I think also there's a little bit of, uh, of this going on. Because this has been part of the narrative. And I think most people think it's absurd. The gender binary is a direct result of European colonization. And if we look globally and historically throughout the world, 
This is a video from Libs of TikTok from an insane person. The ways that people have existed and talked about gender, the idea of there only being two genders is a new concept that is directly linked to white supremacy. Yeah, uh, even Gen Z realizes how bat guano crazy crap like this is. Let's hear it again. People have existed and talked about gender. The idea of there only being two genders is a new concept that is directly linked to white supremacy. Oh, I think you need to look at world history for uh, the, uh, the gender binary. It exists for a reason, okay? Because there are men and there are women. There is female and there is male. There's, I'll explain it to idiots like that person who need me to speak to them like uh, you know first graders or, or even toddlers. Um, <clears throat> the male is the spermy one and the female is the eggy one. How's that? I'll, I'll make it even clearer for what I told my kids when they were uh, toddlers. Uh, if you're a girl, you have a nina, and if you have a boy, you have a pee-pee. Uh, it is not a new, newly constructed gender binary. It's been around forever. And you're the one who is uh, insane. And even Gen Z gets that. And I applaud them. Let's take a breath, a break, a break, a breath, both, and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. <clears throat> Donald Trump says he's the funniest man on TV. Just wait till he hears him on the radio. It's the Rob Carson Show. You know, we've seen uh, a lot of mama bears at uh, school board meetings, and I have a feeling that Papa Bear is uh, is ready and is uh, uh, going to be showing up here because uh, we've. You know, I like to use uh, let's say, for instance, the analogy of a lion on the savanna. You got the big uh, lion, you know, and he's got the big mane, and he's the king, you know, and all that. It's not the king of the jungle because there are no jungles in the middle of the savanna. That's a misnomer, anyway. Tiger's more of the king of the jungle, anyway. So you got this uh, male lion out there and this little cub, and this little cub is kind of giving the male lion a little wet fur and acting like it, growling, you know, and like that, and smacking the big lion on the face. And then sooner or later, the big lion just smacks that little cub right across the savannah and just rolls him like a bowling ball to teach him a lesson. Well, that's about what's going to happen to all of these uh, morons who have perpetrated all of this transgender nonsense. I don't care if you're transgender. Go right ahead. But as far as uh, uh, it being t- taught in schools and, and schools being told, hey, 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 don't tell your parents that we're calling you a different uh, pronoun or a different name or letting you dress in the opposite uh, you know, uh, sex's clothing and, and uh, you're going to show you where to go to get your uh, hormones and all that stuff. I think, uh, I think uh, dad's, uh, I think Papa Bear's kind of done with that crap. Uh, this is Byron Donalds on Fox about a week ago talking about just that. We got to stop the radical left and this insidious idea that they can just play with the gender identity of our children. It is insane. Boys are boys, girls are girls. I got three sons. I don't want somebody trying to tell any one of my sons that they can be girls if they choose to be. That's one of the reasons why Democrats are having a problem with black men, because black men have no tolerance, no patience for you playing with the identity of their children. We want our children to learn. We want them to be educated. We want them to thrive and to become mature adults so that they can make decisions for themselves. We don't need radical people trying to make decisions for young kids with Without the parents being involved. Did you see the uh, <clears throat> the parent teachers uh, the big meeting in uh, Michigan a few weeks ago? A lot of the Muslim dads there, uh, and they were like, uh, "Oh, really? Going to teach uh, sex? Uh, you know, uh, the sexuality to my uh, elementary elementary school student?" Well, guess what? I don't think so. 
They're done. It is insane that we've gotten to this point. But that's why parents are favoring Republicans when it comes to education for, frankly, the first time in about 40 years. Because what the radical left has done is pure insanity. Yeah, 100%. And then there's this. The terrible toll of COVID school closures revealed. Prestigious study shows average American school children skipped six months, slipped six months behind in math with students in the poorest areas, now two and a half years behind. And yet, uh, the teachers' unions, listen to this. While 57% of teachers are either Republican or independent, nearly 100% of political spending from the $575 million in dues to the American Federation of Teachers and the National Education Association was funneled into far-left politics. They're the ones who, uh, who essentially gave themselves uh, one year of sick days. Yeah. 2021, the uh, NEA spent $66 million on pushing far-left political agenda, while only $32 million on its members. Further, during the 2020 election, 100% of the $59 million sent to outside groups from the NEA and AFT went to leftist causes. The groups also consistently support from the furthest left politicians in the country like Nancy Pelosi, AOC, Bernie Sanders. The organizations also supported failed and current uh, governor, uh, uh, Georgia gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams. Radical teachers unions have controlled public education for decades, according to Moms for Liberty co-founders Tina Deskovich and Tiffany Justice. They do not represent the interests of American parents, and their half-a-billion-dollar budget is clearly not spent representing their own membership. Randy Weingarten needs to be ridden out of town on a rail. According to the Education Recovery Scorecard, which gathered a district-by-district analysis of tech scores, the average student lost more than a year, a half year of, of learning in math and nearly a quarter of a school year in reading. The report said pandemic devastated children's well-being, not just by closing their schools, but also taking away the parents' jobs, sickening their families and teachers, and adding chaos and fear to their daily lives. Hell has to be paid for all of this. It has to happen. Let's come back and wrap things up in a second. This is The Rob Carson Show. guys that's going to do it for the show do me a favor will you the uh, podcast is called the rob carson show podcast what we do is we take the entire show my uh, producer ken who's awesome uh whittles it down and uh, gets right to the essence of the show it's got all of the interviews the commentary the satire all you got to do is go to newsmaxtv.com slash podcast you can go to apple podcast spotify as well but newsmaxtv.com slash podcast is the list for all of those platforms god bless you guys have a glorious day and until tomorrow which is wednesday don't catch a stupid